So what up, you guys? Happy Friday. I'm your host, Lauren, and this is Elo Designs Podcast, a creative podcast where other artists talk about their struggles as being a creative. So feel free to tune in to today's podcast. Okay, so if you could just introduce yourself, you know, where you're from and all of that jazz. <laughs> My name is Tanya M. Gonzalez. I am from Puerto Rico. And I've lived and studied and worked in Puerto Rico my whole life. That's beautiful. And how is it like in Puerto Rico? Just like work ethic. Do you say it's different from working in the U.S. or no? Oh, I think it's very different. Um, So I've had the opportunity. I mainly work as a graphic designer or a UI UX designer. But I do... There is a law in, in Puerto Rico that has um, things. But yeah, you, you, said it, you said it is different though. Yeah. Um, so I've worked with a few tech companies that are, um, so they're stationed in Puerto Rico, but I guess like their main base is back at New York or either like California. And first of all, the pay is very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the pay is way different and the requirements that they ask of you are sometimes well it depends like i've had both uh, either like if it's from a tech company i've had very specific um like tasks that are asked of me that no other company in puerto rico might ask of and they rely more on on your decision making sometimes because um, it's probably I guess different from companies that come to Puerto Rico to work instead of like you working as a designer on like in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and at that company. So here um, they probably you're just the only designer that they're using for that company. So they rely on you to do a little bit of everything. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. They want you to be like full stack, like everything you need to do. Okay. Basically, which is, it, it also happens a lot here in like agencies that ask the same thing of you. But the difference is that they, I feel like agencies here don't give you as much freedom as to like make within decision making. Mm-hmm. And companies that are from the US, they do give you a little bit more doing in terms of like decision making you decided this or you're responsible for this um so i think that's like the main big difference but yeah basically also the pay (laughs) yes (laughs) no i get understand oh that's cool though um and also like as far as starting out as a you know as an illustrator ui designer ux ui designer how did would you say you were always into art or would you say like like even from when you were young or did you kind of just jump into it Oh, yes. I was always into art. I've been drawing since forever. My parents saw that I liked to draw and they were like, we're going to put you in classes so you can do stuff in the weekends. And um, I did that. And then I went to a special school of arts in high school here. And then I moved on to um, college. The college I went to was actually a visual art. It's more like a traditional arts based college. They also do animation and some digital art my bachelor's degree is not even in graphic design or design at all it's uh, animation Mm. so it's very different yeah I got into design 
um, by a friend. I was very broke and I needed money. And he was like, the quickest way to get money while doing anything that's art related or design related in Puerto Rico was like, you need to do graphic design, you need to do logos and so and so. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I feel like I'm sewing out because, <laughs> you know, art, traditional art, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I work at this company. He was like, that's, that's cool. But also, I work at this company. Would you like a job? And I had never used Illustrator before. And I was like, sure, I can, <laughs> I can do this. He's like, okay, so here's a test. You have to illustrate this using Illustrator. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And so I rushed over to YouTube and be like, oh, how do I, how do I illustrate an Illustrator? Mm -hmm. And uh, I did something. I got the job. And from then on, it's just been design work. Oh wow! So you just been hustling. I get it. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't blame you. Um, I gotta have like that similar feel. Like just been trying to, like jumping into um, I feel like even with art too. Like art in business has always been a part of my like background. Like okay, I'm gonna try to make money from this. Mm. But I respect the hustle. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. No. Like at some point, um, cause I wouldn't say like graphic design is my passion, but. <laughs> Um, at some point when I found out what UI UX was, was, was really eye-opening because I realized I really did like it a lot and I could do that for the rest of my life. Um, and, but the thing is that UI UX is not something that I feel that Puerto Rican companies are asking of whenever they, I feel like it's a, a term that is trending a lot here in terms of like um, hiring posts and stuff like that. But what they really mean is like, we're looking for a UI UX designer, but then you read the descriptions and it's more like, well, you want a graphic designer that can kind of do um, a little bit of web page design, but it's not like they're actually going to design a web page. So mm -hmm. you just want a graphic designer. So there's a lot of that, but I do like it a lot, a lot more than I thought that I would ever actually. And how did you get into UX UI design? Because me personally, like, where I'm at right now in my stage of like career, I should say, like I am, I don't know what I should classify myself as, but mm -hmm. um, I've been, I've been noticing I like to, you know, design apps. I'm more of like UI than UX. I don't know. But, mm -hmm. um, but how did you get like into it? Cause you said like you have a degree in animation, but you know, that kind of didn't even matter. Cause it's like, what do you do now? <laughs> it's like, so that's the thing. It's like, I, in school, I was like, damn, I'm so upset. Cause I can't take UI classes. I'm taking motion classes. But then I was like, well, I could still do, you know, UI on the side or mm -hmm. um, like build my portfolio up. But how did you get into that? So after I got the job at illustrating with my friend's company, I moved on to a software development company where I did a lot of social media posts and a little bit of like custom icons and logo. And I got more into the branding side there. And I met, so a friend, another friend was working there. He's a developer. And he was like, oh, I'm starting my own company with this other dude. Would you like to join us? Because we think you'd be great. And I was like, I, that sounds really cool. But also, are you sure that you want me, who's such a noob at this, <laughs> to be your like only design designer at your company? He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. And when he started his company, he was like, we're ready for like get a new hire. And I like, jumped the boat from another one. 
And at some point we got, while working in this company with a friend, it's called Skyrocket Development, we got acquired by one of those companies that I was mentioning that came to Puerto Rico for tax exemptions called Amigo IQ. And the CEO of that company was actually a really, um, he has studied UI UX and he was more of a designer. He was like this whole um, Steve Jobs vibe where design is everything. And mm-hmm. like he would have posters of Steve Jobs everywhere. It was a bit, it was a bit of a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, yeah. But he kind of became like a mentor to me because um, he was like, oh, this, uh, I started out just as a graphic designer. He was like, we need you to develop, uh, you know, our webpage and we need you to do research and we need you to do testings. And I was like, okay, I can do all of that. But I also need like some guidelines. And he was like, oh, here are all these books. And he gave me like, I don't know, like 20 books. And he was like, okay, start reading these and then you'll find your way. And I did. And I, I just read like crazy. You know, when there's like, um, when you say yes to your job that you can't really do, but you're like, fake it till you make it. And so you're these three probation months studying <laughs> like crazy. Mm-hmm. So you don't drown. <laughs> so that was basically, I was just studying like crazy. One, because I, I like to read. So it was a plus, but also I liked what, what I was reading about. So it was this whole new design thing that I, I had never, um, like you, you've heard of it, but you haven't really studied about it in depth. So I just, I read a lot. I saw a lot of videos and with his guidance and guidance of other designers that I met along the way, um, I got a lot of practice and he gave me, at some point the company grew big enough for us to have more than one designer. So I became uh, like the lead designer, of the whole team. So I wasn't really designing as much as using the programs. I was more like directing the whole flow of what are we gonna do? What's the company gonna do in terms of um, how, how our softwares are gonna look and feel? What is the purpose of all this? And um, everything that was design and that gave me a lot of like, like he gave me a lot of freedom in terms of like uh, putting the things that I had read into practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how I I got into the whole UI UX world. <laughs> that's dope too. And another question too related to um now I kind of want to ask about like your illustration because I saw some of the submissions you put up for your artwork and your artwork is dope. I was like, oh my god, thank I love you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is beautiful. And um, like, do you have like any like stories or backgrounds related to you know just your work in general? Like, do you say you have a certain style or you know, or if so, like how would you explain your style? I don't know. But yeah, just about your illustration work, because this is dope. Like, I'm really happy, like, I found you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, So as I said, like, I've been drawing since forever. So I've, while I've done my work and done graphic design and everything else, I always kept on drawing. And it's a part of me that I feel I am, in the last few, maybe two or three years, I've been nurturing the most. Mm -hmm. And if I were to describe, I think in my website, my description says it's like video games with salsa and 
This is so dope. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm so happy. <laughs> so I like a lot of pop culture things. I like to play video games. I like to watch anime, read manga. Um, but I also like to mix, you know, things that, that are very unique from Puerto Rico, very unique from um, my family or what I, you know, with the things that I like. And um, a lot of my work in some way or another shows some spirituality in whichever form that may be. Mm. Uh, my house, for example, is very, my mom and my sister, well, my mom is very Catholic and most of my family is very Catholic. And even if I don't consider myself very Catholic, you grew up with these things. You grew up with crosses everywhere and, and the sayings and stuff like that. So a lot of my work kind of has those hints of uh, wordplay with um, refranes or sayings, uh, like old people sayings and and music and religious. I, I just like to mix, mix and mask. Like, I think that's so cool though. It's like putting your artwork and your culture together and like making it like the whistle. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. I also say I like to draw a lot of despair, <laughs> despair faces. Mm. So I guess what I mean in that is um, like the strong emotions of, of indescribable emotions. <laughs> I don't no. even know. No, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I can feel the same way. Like this face right here. Like <laughs> I'm like, I can totally understand. I don't know why, but like something with faces and like creating emotions with them. Or having like them in like a distort way, like I don't know. I have an interest in that too. Yeah, so, yeah. It's something cool about it too, like just creating emotions or being able to create an emotion with a face and like colors associated with it. Like I could understand that. That's dope, though. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And now that you mentioned um, faces and colors and and making art about it, there's this really good book that's called The Power of Insight. Something 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 is a really long title, and I'm. Just, I think it was written by, uh, I don't want to say because I'm going to say the wrong name. But anyways, the thing is like he takes these three artists um, and he tries to, in a way, describe how artists and the power of observation is so great that artists would be able to predict things without even knowing um, in a person's face by just observing it and that he brings a lot of examples like oh there's this painting that they made that it has like half of his face is kind of distorted and it was criticized a lot because it was not it did not resemble like the person um you know in a i guess in a pretty way mm. and then but like historically that person died a year after and after the painting was made, they had like cerebral damage and half of his face was distorted. So it's this whole question of like, was the artist like by observing the face, noticing that the face was kind of like starting to distort and before science was able to predict it. So it's really interesting. It talks a lot about the importance of, I guess, observation. Yeah, things that we don't notice in art till someone else comes along and says, oh, this and this. And they're like, oh my God, yeah. 
Damn, that's cool. How the hell do you find that book? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, th- that's why I like talking to people too, because it's like, they're like, oh, resources and other things like that. I'm like, how do people find like these dope ass books that are like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, I like self help books. <laughs> like, but the title is so plain, but it's like, that book sounds deep as hell. Oh my God. Yeah. It's uh, getting your, your, um, algorithm to help you choose books like to actually be accurate to the but you like i i i know the struggle i had mm-hmm. to go through a few like bad books to be like oh you're recommending me one just <laughs> that's true that's true the algorithm of books yes and and speaking of struggle um so now we're like to the question of this whole podcast and the question would be what do you struggle with as a creative life <laughs> oh wait the i got the title i'm sorry <laughs> I was not gonna forgive myself because I've done this a thousand times. It's called the Age of Insight: the quest to understand the unconscious and art, mind, and brain from Vienna 1900s to the present. It's a, mm, it's a thick ass book. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. I'll send you the link if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll drop it below in this podcast so anybody who wants to listen. Um, <laughs> or watch or read the book you have to read but no that's true I don't know like I have friends that they'll recommend me certain books and I'm like oh okay I might read that and then I don't but then some but then it's like I'll read it later on and I'm like bro that book that you told me about and it's just like bro I told you this a year ago why are you like it's like it comes with time but no I'll take a it look does. at it does yeah sometimes you don't maybe you would like if you would have read it when they told you to read it like read it it wouldn't it would have done nothing to you because it was not the right time for you to read it. Yes. Something what I like to think. You know what I'm saying? It comes at the right time. <laughs> the thing that I struggle the most as a creative is uh, monetizing anything that I do. <laughs> and I feel like that happens a lot with, or at least my creative friends, I feel like they also have the same problem, which is how do we, um, you know, determine how much what we're doing is worth and, and that comes with imposter syndrome and um you know that also comes by hand like hand in hand with how do you market yourself to people to do what you want to do like for example it was right now i'm focusing a lot of my illustration and how do i market my type of illustration with brands because people people that contact me they know that i do brand design but they don't necessarily know that i do illustrations and my illustrations are pretty far from what i guess like flat design tech illustration looks like nowadays so uh, convincing people to you know branch out and do something different and that works with their brand is not necessarily easy (laughs) Mm-hmm. no I don't blame you um I'm actually it's funny because like I'm kind of going through the same thing it's like this is a thing with me I'm kind of stuck in between finding and figuring out like do I want brands to work with me or do I want to design brands I don't know if that makes sense but it's mm-hmm. like when you when people design brands they design brands and they design for them or it's like do I want to show more of my artistic side through my design work and have brands work with me 
but um yeah i've kind of been struggling with that too i don't know i i feel like at the end of the day like what i just been trying to do is trying to like balance both like i'll create a brand but then i'll show artwork (laughs) just to show like i'm still an artist but i can design brands but um but i think like your uniqueness is gonna like stand out i think if you just keep like posting work um you know it's kind of like that would be my suggestion but like how have you like you know combated or anything so I have the way I feel like I'm because it's a thing that you have to work on every day um so I feel like by constantly telling myself that opportunities are not gonna like drop from the sky on my lap no one is gonna discover me and find because that's the thing with art and I, I think in like a more traditional art or creatives, maybe not graphic design, but this whole ideology that someone is going to see your work and they're going to be like, oh my God, you're amazing. And I'm going and I'm so rich and I will take you as my own. And <laughs> I will give you all the projects that you've ever wanted. <laughs> Look at what happened to like this whole, um, my aunt tells me sometimes like, oh, I wish someday uh, this whole, oh my God. Basquiat that Andy Warhol found him and he was like oh your art and I was like Titi that's never that's very one that's very wrong and that's very unrealistic and it's not gonna happen (laughs) for real (laughs) so it's it's this realization every day that if you want an opportunity you know and this is not the case for everyone but for me this has been the case if I want something that I got to make it for myself and I have to create these opportunities for me. Um, And for example, um, so I wanted to, like I've always on the low key, I've I've applied to contests and illustration things and and, uh, graphic design contests and I I never win. And I'm just hoping like maybe I'll win one day and get some money and whatever. And then I was like, but there are other ways to, you know, get your art out there and and you like get money from what you're doing. I was like, I could try residencies. So I looked up for residencies while I'm there. I do an exposition or showcase my work. Then that's kind of proving the point, like doing what I wanted to do in the first place by applying to this whole, the competitions and stuff. And I was like, fuck oh, yeah. And I started applying to residencies and they were like, yeah, we want you to come, please come over and do your work. And I was like, oh, great. Um, so wait, what are residencies? So it's like a way for you to create art and then they invite you to that area? I look for a lot of illustration or you know, art, uh, visual arts residencies. So there, it could be like a museum, a gallery, uh, a nonprofit that's dedicated for the arts, that they have a space. I, sometimes they offer a studio, sometimes they offer um, living expenses. It depends on each case. But basically, you sh- you give them your portfolio. You make a proposal of what, like what you're gonna do while you're with them, depending on the time. And then they're like, "Yeah, we want you come over and do your things, and we'll help you. Like, we'll pay for the studio, or we'll pay for your stay here, and you just have to cover your travel fees, stuff like that. And so you get to create, and and it's a really nice experience because it's you go to another place, people, you know, you see other people's art people see your art and it's a nice a really nice exchange of uh, of everything 
girl, I'm about to apply for that. <laughs> I've always <laughs> wanted, I'm like, I've always, this is the thing with me. I've always wanted to travel. That is like one of my goals as a like designer artist. Cause it's like, I want to work from home. That's fine. Right. But I want to travel the world. I'm more than just sitting in one spot. So you just gave, I'm going to just start. Cause I follow these, I follow these pages too, where it's like, artist residency and I'm like do they give you like a place to stay and I haven't like I haven't applied or I don't know much about it so just gave me yeah <laughs> that's the thing a lot of people here don't know and that's part of the reason that like I have a residency coming up and my proposal part of my proposal for that residency was like I want people from Puerto Rico to know that they can do this too because I feel like no one knows that they can do this or like maybe it's something i'm assuming but maybe residencies and this type of like art applying for artist grants and this type of things um i studied in a very traditional environment in art in puerto rico and I, no one ever told me this so i don't know if why are they keeping this a secret or maybe they don't feel like it's something that they should mention or i i don't understand why but i part of the the proposal was like i want to share this with people because i know people who also want to travel and get their art you know out there and just have the whole experience it's very it's pretty life-changing and career-changing too mm -hmm. it's like a pot of gold <laughs> like it's fine <laughs> no that's how i felt when um when i found these directories like and that's how i found you like I with these directories I've been trying to find artists contact artists and I'm just like I'll post like I want artists I want art and I go to art school so I'm like I need to talk to artists right and it's it's been really like it hasn't been so hard You're like I can find somebody but when you find a whole directory and it's like you can scroll and you could just see artists yeah. I went on this like rampage and I contacted <laughs> like probably like 50 designers in like one night and even though like not many people got back some people got back and it's mm -hmm. like why is this not like on the front of dribble <laughs> like right now yeah. why is this not like somewhere where it's so much like why do i have to be on a deep hole on google to find a directory for something or to contact other designers or find other people and it's just like oh my goodness like so I can understand. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, talking about that. Um, so a few months ago, maybe like a one month, two months ago, um, we had so okay. So one of the cool things that I like the ideas that me and some friends got when we came back from traveling was that we should make an art collective because we wanted to, you know, motivate each other to keep doing stuff and we felt that being together would help us also make things that we would probably probably never do alone. Mm -hmm. And so we started this collective and we've, it's been about a year, a year and a half that we've been together. It's been great. And one of the things that we notice is a lot of people do not, there are a lot of illustrators in Puerto Rico, but no one like general people don't know that there's a big, population of or people that know what illustration in, is and they're like yes i'm an illustrator and um so a few months ago there was this discussion on a podcast that they were talking about where are the people that make comics in puerto rico and where are the people that illustrate in puerto rico and so like, there's a lot of us there's they're, they're everywhere look at all these people 
and we started this hashtag called the pacotilla PR. So the pacotilla means like something that's low quality. Mm-hmm. And um, I made this template of like an like an old action figure template. So it says pacotilla and you get to design yourself as an action figure with some accessories. And the idea is you design yourself as a, as an illustrator or as an artist, the pacotilla, like a, a lesser illustr- a lesser artist, because that's one of the things that, you know, there's illustration that's supposedly a minor art. And then there's art with caps and it's, <laughs> yes. it's like museums and galleries art. And that was the whole thing. And it, t- it took off pretty well. Like a lot of people were like, oh my God, yes, I found so many cool illustrators that I did not know they existed in Puerto Rico. And people that illustrate that did not know that their neighbors or their friends were actually also illustrators. So it was really nice. And it's been going on for three weeks that people keep like tagging us. And look, we did the, the challenge. We did the action figure challenge. It's been great. It's like, oh my God, the no one knows that we're here and the community the people from the community don't know that there are other people from the community that also identify as illustrators and um so it's a real problem hopefully in the future and maybe like now i have to actually do this because i'm saying it in a podcast but we'll make a registry of you know illustrators and artists in puerto rico because um it's a struggle it's a struggle Mm -hmm. finding people yeah, you actually, it's funny, like, the more you talk, the more you remind me of one of my friends. Her name is Denise, and she's in Puerto Rico, and she's also an illustration major. So every time you're speaking, I'm just like, <laughs> send her your contact, send her your contact. Um, <laughs> but that is true. Like, I didn't even realize that was, like, that was even an issue as far as, like, people not even knowing, like, you know, claiming as illustrators, like, but but that's true, and it's, um, I think it's cool that you started collective, like, that's so dope, and then starting a hashtag for, like, you know, creating certain characters and stuff like that too see this is what i mean by someone who is helping the art community and really helping the <laughs> artists, not just saying it but no it's really cool though and what's your collective called les insu and it's a shortened version of um, les insubordinadas and insubordinates mm-hmm. so okay i wrote that down <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of really cool illustrators i'm pretty sure I'm 100% sure you can contact any of them and they'll be happy to um, do another podcast with you. See, I'm excited. I'm just so excited. Just <laughs> like, it, I've never been so excited just to talk to the other creatives. Um, and like, I'm just so happy because it's like, not that I'm like, I'm booked now, but I'm, I feel <laughs> that I was like months ago, I was struggling to find a podcast guys. find, I have been like just scratching through people trying to, mm-hmm. you know, be ready to speak. But now it's just like, oh, we're open. Oh, I'm willing to talk. Oh, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> I, I'm like a low kid, like, thank you. Because, um, and that's the thing too, like my whole purpose for this podcast is to really um, just talk about the struggle and what you go through. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why I like started this is just to, and what motivated me to do this is because I go through shit on a daily basis as a creative. <laughs> so it's like, what do you go through? What is your like frustration? And it could be through anything. And it's just like a way for me to like, it's like a way for people to vent too. It's like very therapeutic. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm here to listen. I go through shit too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but no, I'm very excited. Um, but it's great too. Cause sometimes, uh, like depending on the person, I'm pretty uh, despistada. 
I don't know how to like I, I, I like sometimes I don't notice what bothers me but I know there's something bothering me about x or y and so hearing someone talk about it um randomly like oh this and this it bothers me because of this and this and it's like <gasps> that's why it bothers me also <laughs> you're right you're mm -hmm. correct holy shit so it's uh, yeah as i said i think it's very necessary to talk about it and just like you know nobody has all the answers and most of the answers that we all have are most of the time untrue or incomplete. So just talking to someone helps you, you know, get another piece of information to, I guess, make yourself a little bit better. <laughs> yes, here for support. So another issue you said was, uh, bit, yeah. <laughs> another issue um, that you said that you struggled with was men in the tech industry. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Men in the tech industry were like, well, I was like, oh shit. Oh, I was like, because you, you said the question, I was like, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh no, do I want to talk about this in the podcast? And I was like, whatever, just submit it. Uh oh. But what happened? But yeah, they, they, they suck a little bit. Just say. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not just. I'm 100% sure it's not just in the tech industry, but like the, you know, uh, tech industry being so male dominated, or male mm. energy dominated, um, mm. it, 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 it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and no. not only as, um, you know, coworkers or bosses or whatever, but, but as clients. And, and I've had a few situations where you know, I explaining like I've had a few situations where I'm the designer, I designed the logo, I'm in a meeting, I'm explaining why the reason of the logo and they're like, but that that doesn't convince me until this other man says that it works because the same reasons I say so and it's like, it's like ah. shut up. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's the no. worst or, you know, I sometimes I well, a lot of the times I struggle with myself and how I present myself in, in these types of situations because um, so I guess the way I dress at work is what would be considered femme right and you're obviously like or the way that I've seen people interact with like a coworker that's not dressed as femme versus one that's dressed as femme is very different and it's very sad because most of like they're equally capable or sometimes the one that they're not paying attention to is the one that's actually making the decisions and it becomes a situation of how do i help this other person or how do i help myself in this situation where you know it, maybe it's not a client and it's a coworker or your boss and it's like how do i how do i confront the situation without feeling that i'm losing myself or you know like you don't no one wants to take be in a position where they have to feel like shit to feel like they have to stay in a job mm -hmm. and i don't recommend anyone to stay in a job where they have to feel like shit to stay in a job but you know that's not something that maybe I can say to everyone because 
not everyone has the same conditions. You know, like for example, I don't have children. I don't have my dog. That's another story. <laughs> and so it's much easier for me to be like, well, I'm out. I don't want to deal with this versus maybe someone that their whole economy or their whole family depends on what they're earning there. So it just sucks. And the way that I've, this is again, something that um, whenever a situation arises that has this topic, you know, it's something that I always have to reevaluate what I'm doing or what I'm thinking or, or, you know, reevaluate everything because at the same time, I recognize that maybe my initial thought or maybe my initial action doesn't come from the right place or comes from a place that's also um, machista, you know? So it's like, am I, am I reacting in a way that, you know, is correct or am I reacting in a way that's, um, I guess, um, machista i don't know why why did i why can't i translate machismo <laughs> okay um but yeah and the way that i've uh, you know worked with this is by talking to other people talking to other people that have similar problems and and not not only like female um partners or uh but also with like male co-workers i need your help or what do you think about it and maybe they're what they say is also shit and it's like well you're shit too <laughs> it's like yeah it's like you're not solving other next <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like it talking about it like helps because again we don't have all the answers and sometimes most of the answers that we have are not correct so um I, I try to do it like a, maybe as a Q, uh, Q&A testing, like so what works. So how do you feel? <laughs> yeah. And, and what do you think about this? And then like maybe try to relate it to another thing that I'm clear and definite about how I feel about that thing and then relate it to what I'm struggling with and be like, well, if I feel like shit because of this, then it means that I'm feeling like shit because of this too. Um, so talking about it helps but it's still a shitty situation and um i honestly wish that i would know a source that i could be like yo these this community of like people help you out specifically with this type of problem but i don't know any and but that's a good idea though i was about to say like we can find some people <laughs> woman in tech <laughs> Um, no, but um, but yeah, that's sad because like that's true, and and like I this isn't the first time I heard about this too. Like, and I'm ha this is why I like talking to other people too because it's like it's like we should not keep it a secret. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. something that should be on the hush. Like, yeah. this should be addressed. Like, and that's another thing too. People like, especially now where people are supposed to be more open minded. It's like you can't just be like open minded and say all this stuff and say how great and wonderful your business is, but then treat your like employees like shit at the mm -hmm. same time. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, a support group would be great. Cause like, uh, I know a few groups in Puerto Rico that are more, um, their mission is more towards getting more women 
into the tech industry and usually the type of organization that's like oh empowering women to get into the tech industry but i don't maybe it's because i'm not looking but i i haven't found anything that's like we work in the tech industry and here we're going to talk about how it sucks and how it could get better and and what can we do you know in general and women in women's issues and everything so i should i'm I will, i'll pitch that in a meeting of another thing then maybe i should find uh another group that i could pitch this idea towards and they could do something about that because because yeah they're the ones are more like empowering women to get into this but also what are you getting into mm. and how can we make it better and once you're in how do you deal with all these things that, that suck yeah i think that's like an important step too is like knowing it's a problem instead of just like skipping over the fact that it's a problem <laughs> like addressing like okay this is the issue this is how we're gonna fix it and like talking about it yeah i think that's a really good idea though see <laughs> you're working here you're working no <laughs> yeah i think that is true though um yeah another designer kind of told me the same thing how like um women designers like don't get paid as much and all this other stuff and i was just like what and it's sad because like my mom works in another industry but i'm using her as an example because she works in like a male industry so for she's always gone through that thing where it's like since she's a woman she gets treated differently or people say things to her and like growing up seeing that i try to tell myself okay let me like you know and i'm not saying i chose this industry because of it but i'm saying like let me try to do something and let me you know like support women who go through the same issues as that just because you know when you see someone go through that all the time you're like hell no i'm not gonna do that shit mm -hmm. but then it's like you know it's a thing though it still happens and it's like i don't know it's some it's an issue that needs to be addressed and like i think pitching ideas to people or you know saying things or creating a group or doing whatever like even following people too like when you really go through instagram you can find some certain specific groups <laughs> but um but i think building a community around that is very important yeah. too because I love working with tech industry because that's the industry that I prefer to work with. But in terms of usually the products that they're making and um, most of the jobs that, that, that I've gotten for UI UX have been tech industries because they're also maybe the most that are aware of the need of UI UX designers. So it's like, well, I, I gotta be there and I kind of want to be there because I like what the company's doing, but uh, maybe I don't like the people. And mm. it's been really interesting. I mean, yeah, but forming a community as I said, like, I feel like it could help a lot and maybe answer a lot of, maybe not answer questions, but help me see, you know, when you can't, sometimes you have a problem and you can't see the solution at the end, but you see like the next step maybe once you take that next step you start seeing a solution a bit more clear and i feel like that's what i'm particularly missing taking that next step and towards looking at community that talks about this to maybe see a possible solution out of all this mm -hmm. which obviously the solution is not something that's going to be like a clear solution because you're talking about <laughs> it's rooted male <laughs> behavior mm -hmm but and this shit rolls deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah but talking about it does help 
Like I said, very therapeutic. <laughs> very therapeutic. And very calming. Yeah. But it's okay. And um and also on another topic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Let's get out of the depressive depressive topic of <laughs> yes, the sad, the sad depressive topic of being the male alpha. No. Um, oh my god. <laughs> but um something you also said you wanted to discuss was art versus art illustration is on the same level. Ah uh, yeah. So what did you mean by that? So uh, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it's like having illust- illustration here. I'm going to talk about Puerto Rico because I can assume it's basically the same everywhere else, but I don't know for sure. So here in the island, it's very either you're an artist and you can call yourself an artist if you do traditional work or if you do in traditional work, I mean like you paint, you sculpt, you do ceramics, something that's you know, within the traditional arts, I guess, and anything that is digital is a hobby, or if you do anything that's with your computer, you're automatically a graphic designer, you know, nothing else. And it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I've seen how, like, I've been told if in, in college, while the, like, giving a presentation of maybe an artwork that I've done. They're like, oh, this is great and all, but you know that you're doing minor works of art because this is not traditional art. And it sucks because like, what are you talking about? This is better than any of whatever everyone else has presented or is equally as good. And it's minor art because you consider it minor or mm. major, you know? And um, we've, well, I've been to meetings of artists, collectives, well, was it a collective, but initiatives, like art initiatives where they try to make, well, where they successfully, I don't want to say names, (laughs) (laughs) but for example, there's this festival that uh, was trying to, before the pandemic, they were trying to recruit illustrators and they wanted to open this branch within their art festival a branch about illustration and they made this meeting where they were going to address questions of set community of illustrators right because and the meeting started by them saying we've noticed that there are a lot of illustrators in puerto rico that um like there's a big community of y'all and we're not there's we're not giving you space to do anything within our art festival so we're giving you this whole new branch where it's just you guys and the questions that arose in that meeting were very, um, and I guess the answers were very worrisome because if, well, at some point, like I asked, well, what was the difference? And apply, like, what was the difference in the proposal if I was applying to the art festival versus the art festival branch of illustration? And then they were like, oh, it took like a, solid five minutes to answer like in blank and then they were like oh because the proposal is going to be you know more more conceptualized or it's going to be more researched i was like that is very that is not 
a metric by you sh which you also how do you know that like i could give you a, like a, a thesis on my illustration and why would it be an illustrate like in the illustration branch versus being in in the art art capital a r t section you know and it was like, this is nice that y'all are trying to include us, but also why are you making this division that you're clearly biased in towards the art section versus the illustration section? And it sucked because it was a really nice, it's a really nice festival that goes on here and it's pretty well known. And the fact that colleagues that, you know, some of these people I graduated with, we were not in the same department, but they were like, well, you know, you don't <laughs> exactly it is like well, what is the difference you can't tell me nothing like I, like sometimes i see and, and i feel like i don't know works from murakami that there he does like sculpt anime sculptures and they're in museums and they're everywhere and they're like equally considered as capital art and they're very also commercialized because they're this jewelry and cds and everywhere so it's like what about him like what is he you know why can't you like if you can easily show him in art classes then why can't you see the potential that we have as being not like in the middle of it all and encompassing it all you know i don't feel like there should be that type of division or that i should be judged based on that type of bias i can just be judged like if you tell me you don't like my work because it's shitty then it's like all right that's fine it's your it's your festival you don't have to like my shit and i get it because it's a taste thing but if you're trying to justify by saying that i did not think my proposal as well as anyone else is like what are you talking about you know it's like no. come on sis <laughs> <laughs> we see through your bush <laughs> yeah yeah and it was hilarious because this whole the whole meeting it was like the presenters you know with the festival explaining everything and then this room filled of illustrators we were like 30 people and all of us none of none of us were buying it we all looked each, at each other like do you hear what i'm hearing i'm re-listening <laughs> to the same people talking and they actually had a problem with uh the amount of people that were actually applying because no one applied to it for various reasons but there were a lot of people that did not apply to it because nobody was, go, <laughs> we're not going to be downplayed by somebody <laughs> they, yeah and it was it was weird because then they contact they contact me personally and they're like oh we had decided to change the um the art call because we were not receiving enough you know oh. whatever and now we're doing this by invites would you like to participate and wait they didn't they didn't send me this email my friends got all these emails and they were like <laughs> they invited me it's like why didn't they fucking invite me then what the hell and then i was kind of salty because they didn't invite me and so i wrote to them hey y'all why didn't y'all invite me? <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta be nosy with these things. Mm -hmm. Not, um, I was just curious. I was very polite. I hope I was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were like, oh, no, we're sorry. We changed the, the way that we're doing this and we're only doing it by invite. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You answered my question. 
And then they were like, oh, wait, is your name Tahani Gonzalez? And I was like, yes, did you see my email? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, yes, yes, I'm sorry, you're invited. And I was like, well, then I don't want to go. It was, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't do it. And some of my friends didn't do it, but it was more of like a moral stand. Yeah, like a pride reputation. <laughs> I, that, I respect that because it's like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, that reminds me of, about being nosy. And I feel like I'm saying it by being nosy, but I feel like it also is a thin line between being nosy and creating opportunities for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm always reminded of this really nice collaboration. I worked with a bunch of other women in the Museum of Art and they had so they had announced this super big event where they were going to showcase some works of art like we're about like 28 women right and they were going to showcase around 20 something women's work in the museum and i knew some of the people that were going to participate and they had already launched the list of the people that were going to participate and i i was i was so salty i was like why am I not there? Whose email do I have to? Because they were all invited, right? It's mm-hmm. not like they asked to be there. I was like, whose email do I not have? Who's the gatekeeper in this <laughs> that I have to be like, yo, can I please participate? And I asked around and they were like, oh, it's this guy's email. Send them something. Maybe, you know, they'll let you in. And I did. I was like, hey, yo, please let me participate. Okay, thanks. Here's my work. And he was like, oh, definitely, you can participate. You have like two days to do this because we've already set the date. You are not in the list. So if you want to be there, then you got to, you know, you have two days to do this. I was like, okay, I'll make it. And I did it. And it was this whole thing where I was like, man, I think I'm prouder that I actually sent an email being nosy about this because it got me this very cool collaboration where I can say I had some some work exhibited in the museum um, versus shying away and just remaining salty because you know I did not know this person that that happens a lot in the art industry where it's like it's you got to know the person that's doing the event either you won't get invited and if you don't get invited to this event then the person that's going to make the next event did not see you in the last event and so you're never they're going to get it's like a weird chain of events that sucks (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so yeah being nosy sometimes helps (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's curiosity it's okay no no that's true though find your way <laughs> find the connects yeah mm-hmm. and um so is there anything else you want to talk about i think i might come up with my final question but you know anything else you want to discuss um not that i can think of i do want to know more about like you and what do you do yeah. <laughs> I know it's really random. Like someone's calling me just cuz um so basically um I'm a graphic designer. I'm a graphic design student at um School of Visual Arts. So I study in New York, but I reside in, you know, DMV, Maryland area. Mm-hmm. Um I've always been an artist, I've, you know, but um but I've always had this like business mindset, you know, 
like, you know, if I were to make artwork, I would always get paid for it or, you know, doing things in the aspect of, you know, trying to start a business. And mm-hmm. I always had an interest in business and art. And I think that's kind of why I liked design in a way, because it was like, you know, it's not, I don't see Emerging it as being, of two yeah, somewhat, yeah. Yes. Some of, some of that in a way. Um, so me deciding to go to art school, it kind of like changed the whole culture of how I view art. Um, this, and I feel like different majors, like having different, working with different people or, you know, going to school with different people from different majors, you see the differences between art, you know, illustration majors, animation majors, um, fine art majors, and you see it all like, you know, explore in the world of art. Um, but when the pandemic hit, um, it was difficult because I had to come back home and it was hard to, to connect with people It's because it's like I went to school to connect with artists I went to school to yeah. so I said to myself like I need to do something I like and this is the funny thing with this podcast thing I was like I don't want to I didn't even think of the idea of a podcast first I was like let me do YouTube because I want to make videos or something like that right <laughs> as just a way to connect with people or just to show my artwork promote myself and coming up with this podcast I was like what am I going to talk about like I can't talk about type all day I didn't want to be boring and when mm-hmm. people think about like when people listen to you know graphic design things or art things not, not many people want to listen about type or like <laughs> look at how good theory. this font is you know what I'm saying like like this color palette is amazing like I could talk about that all day but will someone else want to listen to it no um and I was just stressed out I don't know why I stress myself out too damn much but but um in the process of making this podcast I was like what in the hell am I gonna do this podcast about and I was like you know what let me do it about this shit that I go through on a daily basis <laughs> as an artist because like I'm, I feel like I'm always going through things I'm always going through obstacles I'm, or like just issues and I would um in in the beginning of the podcast you could hear it too like I was just ranting about like just my struggles like trying to find a job as an artist trying to find this as a young art student or Mm -hmm. going to art school online like what the fuck is that and (laughs) and just like going through the motions of my struggles and then um someone gave me the idea you know try to bring on guests and that would be a way to connect with other artists and I didn't even realize how you know like interesting that would be because I was like all right let me bring on other artists to talk about their struggles and what they go through so it's kind of like a balance of a sharing mm-hmm. aspect um but as of right now like um and I do multiple things too like I like to draw graffiti I like to make stickers I like to um make collages so this is why it's like I am so many things <laughs> as a designer I might just start calling myself a multidisciplinary designer just because it's like it makes it easier for me because it's like I like to do you multiple should. things yeah. And that's what I do. Um, and I'm a podcast host, too. So it's like, let me just con- just put it all into one thing. Um, but the thing is, uh, but no, I've just been on this, like, journey of finding myself as an artist. Um, but also, like, I think I've been embracing the, you know, the importance of connecting with other artists from around the world, too, not just, like, in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, being inspired to just connect with other artists, connect with creatives, um, but also share the journey of like trying to still because I still you know promote my services I'm still a you know a, a quote-unquote like brand designer I want to create brands so I still want to be like that business designer but I still want to show myself and who I am as a creative designer I don't know how to explain it but um, I love that this sounds but yeah, great but yeah that's that's my background <laughs> as far as like who I am um 
and I think also, it's great that you like took matters into your own hands and and because I feel like one of the most important things about school is other people mm-hmm. and connecting with other people and so you're right you don't have that any or as easily anymore so I think it's great that you found this really creative way to solve that problem and even have a bigger outreach to not only people at your school but like around the world and that's the thing like growing up I didn't I wish I had this I wish I had something I could go to to listen to other artists talk about what they go through Mm -hmm. um because it's like even as a beginning designer it's like I couldn't use a MacBook because I couldn't afford one it's like Mm -hmm. certain things I've gone through and I'm just like what the hell like but like having the time to listen to stories about other artists or what they go through related to anything it's just like it's I don't know it's like like I'm your therapist <laughs> type of thing, but it, it's very therapeutic. And it's like, I like talking to them. I like listening to the stories and like showing that like everyone has come, came from a different background, but it's like the success, it, that's what makes them who they are. So yeah, yeah that's my little background story <laughs> of this. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's great. But yeah, and um, are you working on any projects right now or anything interesting you're working on? I heard you have also have a podcast too. Okay. I do. <laughs> um, so what am I working on right now? Oh my God. <laughs> this is a tough discussion. Um, so I do have a lot of side projects uh, as a, I guess as a professional designer, yeah, UX, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few clients on, on the low, like freelance designers. I also work at a bar. <laughs> um, you get your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I work at this really cool bar called Lover Bar. And uh, on the nighttime, on daytime, I do my freelance work. And as like personal projects type of thing, I have the collective. So right now we're... What was the last thing so what's the last thing we did it was a few days ago i cannot participate though so right now we're trying to make so we used to do a lot of drink and draws you know um bring people in and do community shit but right now covid kind of like kept that away so we're trying to bring it back in a very controlled manner and a few like a month ago we did one that was drink drag and draw so there was a drink and draw and then there was a drag show which is really nice and we're probably going to do that around the island we have an upcoming expo that's going to be hopefully um like ar infused and we're trying to see how we can make this collective thing a bit bigger and how can we integrate other people and you know, offer, not necessarily offer our services, but how can we impart the things that we already know to like, as you say, like young new artists or old artists that just want to listen and, and I, you know, share their stories. I think it's like very similar to what you're doing right now, but in a different way in terms of the medium that we're using. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the side, I also have 
my my podcast with a few other friends. Uh, it's called Dera Manga, and it's a podcast where we talk about manga, Japanese manga. We have a show this Saturday that's called "En el nombre de la luna te voy a partir." So we're gonna do a Sailor Moon reading of the first episode. Um, in Spanish, and then there's the Sailor Moon drag show because everything is better with a drag show in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. That's true, though. Like, why is that true? Because it's fun, it's dancing, and there's probably alcohol involved. <laughs> so we have that, and I guess on my illustration side project, I'm So I was in the process of applying for residencies and what we also were as a collective, we're waiting for the results on an application that we took as a collective, but hopefully next year I'll be going to Iceland on a residency and Serbia. So that should be fun. And I guess right now I'm just trying to feel or trying to make that, my illustration work feels a bit more solid in terms of what I struggle with, which is monetizing it. So I'm working on that right now. Mm. It's a lot. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and my last final question for this podcast would be, is there any advice that you would like to give to any other like young creatives listening or anything like that? Mm. Um, I guess the thing that worked for me and the thing that I always try to tell people is, I guess, related to what we were talking about earlier, that um, opportunities usually don't fall from the sky on your lap and you have to make your own opportunities if you want them because sometimes even if they do fall from the sky, they're not exactly what you want and you end up giving up something that you weren't ready to or did not want to give up in the way. And, you know, uh, making your own opportunities can look different to a lot of people. Uh, it It doesn't work the same way. Like for me, making my own opportunities means um, a lot of a lot of searching, you know, um, and looking at things that I could apply, looking for things, looking for people that are doing similar things as I'm doing, and how how is it working for them, and and just knowing that if it's something you want, it's probably something that somebody else also wanted, and it's something that's probably there's probably a path that's already been traced. You know, just knowing that there's a traced path means that there's a way to get to it and you can reinvent it in the way that works for you. That is a beautiful way to end up this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and tune into next week's podcast. And always remember to do what your art desires.